Come on. Holy moly, you had and sold me. Stopping, dropping knowledge with Josh and Kobe. Cold with the collab. Let's focus on the microscope and get the fresh perspective. This collective says it might be dope. Dab a spit a verse and tell you what the deal is. It's real. Real can recognize what real is. Stump town monsters under bridges. And the king with extra digits. So I hold these bold exhibits. Just watch. I mean, listen, hold your crotch and keep from pissing. It's top notch. So check the clutch position. All right, so so we're gonna do like our little intro, and it'll be cool. I'm gonna say I'm Tim, and you're gonna say you're Rich, and we're gonna say this is the Clatch, and we're talking to Joldy. Got it? Okay. I'm Tim. My name's Rich. This is the Clatch, uh, the Design Clatch. This is a podcast we do based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the idea behind the podcast is to get together with people in Portland who are awesome at what they do, find a bit about their process, get some stories from them. The focus of today's uh, podcast is going to be around collaboration. So uh, we have Jolby and friends in the house. Well, their friends are not here, but we have Jolby in the house. Yes. Uh, but, right. but you have an extended network of friends. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Colby Nichols. I am uh, one of the co-founders and creative partners of Jolby and Friends. And I'm Josh Kenyon, the other half of uh, Jolby. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um, I want to start like like way back. Um, when did you guys think that you that art would be your career? Was there like a time in your young life? Like I'll start, you know, um, Colby. When when like was there a time when you said, "Oh man, this is like I'm going to go this direction." Yeah, um, I've been drawing all my life, and it was in high school. Really, I was um, the illustrator for the school newspaper, and I had like a comic strip, and and I was. Voted, you know how everyone gets, or someone in high school will get like, sexiest person or whatever. I got like, <laughs> most likely to be an artist, basically. Something like that. It was uh -huh. like the art equivalent of it. And so I think I knew then. I didn't know what it was going to be. I right. thought I wanted to do like 2D animation. We both thought we were going to be 2D animators mm -hmm. uh, right out of high school into college. And then I discovered design. And yeah, yeah. I think right after high school, I was like, I'm doing something in art. Mm -hmm. And I did a like a summer gig at a SeaWorld um, where I did caricatures in my senior year in high school. So oh, then I was awesome. like, if you're giving me money for this thing I'm not super stoked on, like I can make a career out of this. That's cool. That is so hard. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. They, it's really hard. There's like I can do it. It looks so hard. There's like a trap door. So SeaWorld is a, a theme park where you can go see, you know, Shamu and all that in San Diego. Um, uh, you know, dolphins and all the sea life. But they have, like, a, a hatch that you can go into where they train the caricature artists. And so you just kind of go behind the scenes, and for, like, a month they wouldn't let us draw anybody. It was just they're paying us to practice to learn the techniques, and then they kind of release us to the wild. But I would sit and watch the guys who would just kill. They would sit, and they would just draw a guy's face as a box with two eyes and a mouth, and it was, a, like, an identical portrait because they knew every... Every line to draw and every line to not draw. Wow. And so I'd watch those guys and they'd kill it and then I'd do my thing and it, it wasn't very good, but was able to kind of sell people on it. Like, hey, you like, you like, this is fun, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but that's kind of a fun summer job. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So Josh, what, what, was there like a time when you were young that you kind of thought, all right, this is the path I'm going to take? Or Yeah. I think I always knew when I was a kid, I was very similar with Colby. I drew, I loved to replicate the comics that I was reading just to draw I would sit there and just just try to draw exactly what I was seeing and so I did that as a kid and I knew I, I think I always trace it back to like when I was seven 
I don't know why, but I, I was like, I'm going to be an animator. And it was like, mm-hmm. that was it. It was like, okay, cool. I want to work for Disney. I grew up in Southern California and I grew up in a town where CalArts is, where uh, a lot of Disney animators came from. So it was like, that was like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory down the street. <laughs> it's like, you drive by it and you just stare at it and be like, I want to be in there and be an artist. And so that was kind of like from age seven until I graduated high school, I thought that I would go there. Um, out of high school, didn't get into CalArts. So I went to a different school for animation, and um, I just wasn't digging it. Once I started to actually do what I thought that I wanted to love, I didn't really like it. I was playing a lot of music, and I was uh, starting to see like what band art was. I didn't really get that that was graphic design. And then so that's how I got into graphic design. And I kind of never, I stopped drawing for like five years. And then I met Colby and that kind of just changed everything. And then I started illustrating, which I find different than being an animator. It's a different way of thinking and the way that we illustrate, I think it comes from a design mind. And then we illustrate where we, I used to do a lot more like character driven stuff. And we don't, I don't do that really at all as a professional. And so we both met at the Art Institute of California. So if in you would have if you would have gone to Cal Arts, we would never we met be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. that's good. Wow. So you met uh, at Cal Arts San Diego. No, in um, no. Art, Art, Art Institute. Art Institute. In, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Art Institute yeah. San Diego. Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, did you guys like surf? Yeah. Do you surf? No. So we're, what's <laughs> so weird is we love the surf culture, and skate culture. And so we're action sport, but mainly like surf. We're super drawn to surf Just culture. We love it, it, but we both have never surfed. We <laughs> no. should go surfing. Yes. In do Oregon it. waters? Yeah. Yes, I'm in. Oregon Let's do surfing it. is fun. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I, grew, I grew up skateboarding, so that was kind of my connection to it. And your connection was just through music and bands and... Yeah, I don't know why. We, lo- we love it. But that's what we are drawn to when we're coming up with... Uh, inspiration and concept we our brains just go to the surf culture and it's so bizarre that we've never surfed yeah Yeah, i'm surprised how many people in portland like i'm surprised how few people actually surf yeah because if you you go two hours yeah and if you know if you go to short sands there are a lot of people surfing yeah Um, have you met scrappers Mm -mm. i have yeah oh yeah i yeah i i've i've heard of him through you Okay. He he's like a super avid surfer in Portland, and he's an awesome artist. And I think he has like he's trying to amass like a crew of Oregon surf. Because like you, he's looking for other people to surf with, and he wants he's an advocate. And everyone yeah. kind of gets the same reaction. They're like, here in Oregon, yeah, like, it's cold. You know? Yeah, but yeah. Um, I gave you the cliche. Yes, yeah. but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's done. <laughs> yeah, well, and and the wetsuit kind of you know it's kind of yeah, makes that uh, doesn't 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 you know it works all right. It's fine. A beach is a pretty zen place for us, though. I think like yeah, we both. I think that's something that we both connected when we started illustrating together back in the day. It was uh, one of our first art shows focused around uh, the beach and forest, and we just connect really well. I think that it's a place that I always find comfort and. Um, like home to me is when yeah. I can see the ocean or even body of water but mainly the ocean and we both have that same thing and he grew up in San Diego so he has that but I, th- I don't know I think that that was a really big connection for the two of us so that we weren't on opposite 
ends of the spectrum, like we were able to like be like, yeah, I'm super drawn to this thing and we could draw it together. And that was really easy for us. That's really cool. Yeah. What, what brought you guys to Portland? So I, I moved here first. My wife got into a PhD program at OHSU. I knew nothing about Portland. I thought it was going to suck. And this was like six, seven years ago. And then we showed up um, and it was amazing. Like day one, it just felt like home. It was incredible. And so I got a job working for an agency that Josh is working for in Chicago called Tangible Worldwide. And so I was one of the first people in their Portland office to, to open it up. And then, and then my wife and I, we were in Chicago. We moved from San Diego to Chicago, and we wanted to be back on the West Coast. And we had an office in Portland, so we were just like, let's go check it out. And Colby was here, and we were doing illustration stuff on the side, and he was working at that company. It's like, this would be amazing. We got here, went downtown, got out of the car, and someone was like, hello, how are you today? And it was like, what is this <laughs> the most friendly place? What's going weird, on? Right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we fell in love. Really yeah, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, I've never felt like a place is really home, but besides Portland, like even when I go back to California, it doesn't feel like home. This place, this is home. That's just where I grew up. It's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oregonians cool. are way too nice. Yeah, they are. No, we moved here from Boston, and a similar thing. Like it was like, oh. This is this is Zion. This is our yeah. <laughs> this is like it's everything. <laughs> this is what we need. Well, I feel like we're. I feel like Portland's in this like beautiful bubble right now, where it's like everyone's nice and it's collaborative and it's positive. I just I never want to see it pop. Yeah, and I don't know what will if it'll be overpopulation in the city or maybe it's perception. Maybe if we all pretend we're in the bubble at all times, yeah. it'll <laughs> right. never pop. Right, you can yeah. convince yourself that, that it's the right place. Yeah. Um, so, so you talked about collaboration. I think you guys have a very, um, like, it, it's it's one of the key ingredients of what you bring when you guys, you know, in, in, in your engagements and also between each other. I'd like to ask. A couple of questions around the idea of collaboration. The first would be like, um, when you have a client project, right, where where there is where where you kind of know if there's there's a brief or there's an idea or something there. Like, how do you approach it with the client? So so what is what is their role in collaborating in in the success of a project when when you approach it and maybe talk about your process a little. Cool. And it I think that the biggest thing is it's different. We gauge off the bat how we can interact and collaborate with some how much they want to be involved and we ask the, the question kind of straight up is how much they want to be involved in that process um, and then there's also come just some things that we can read because we've been doing it for so long like we can just read clients and how they're going to want to interact in the way that they want to like some people want to interact very visually and like have a say where they can sit there with us and really get into us designing something and, and have them with us. Um, and then some people are more um, from just talking it out and making sure that their voice is heard. I think from, and I, I think I speak for Colby, for, for us, when we collaborate with a client, it's making sure that they, we want them to leave the, the, the project and feel just as passionate as we do about what we created, but they have that about the overall project. And if um, if it's us continuously asking them and making sure that this is the right vision, always checking in and allowing them to have the voice to not be scared that they're going to like slow the process down or offend us in any way. I think that sometimes um, 
creatives have a really good way of of bullying a situation <laughs> into what they want, and we don't try to do that at all. We we want to make sure that we can help their voice be heard and seen in the right way, and that's our part of the, the wheel. That's what we bring to the table. So we just make sure that they they walk away and they're super passionate about what we've done and and our part in their uh, company or project. Yeah, I think it's less spoon-fed. Like, you've hired us to do this thing, and now we've done it, and you should like it. It's like, it's it's a conversation. I think everything in our studio is a conversation, and it, it'll it always lead to something better, especially with a client who's like, well, kind of like the color, but what if we went this way? Oh, that's an awesome idea. It'll work better for because of this, and you've already made something greater than it could have been when you started. Yeah. Do you have clients who are just like, here you go, take care of it, come back to me with it and it better be awesome. Yeah, sometimes. And those are just like, you can't, we don't, we try not to force a collaboration if it's not needed. Like right. sometimes you don't need to have a very involved collaboration because the project just isn't going to suit it. So instead of forcing it just because it's part of who we are as as designers and a part of our company, we look at it and be like, okay, is a collaboration right for this scenario? And is that collaboration very in-depth and involved? And are they here and working with us? Are we on the phone a lot? Is uh, What are those steps that are being taken to collaborate? Or is it simply us helping their project be completed? And that's okay sometimes. Yeah, we've always wanted the latter. We always want to be able to, like, really feel like we're integrated and they're integrated and we're coming up with this thing together and and that's how it ends all cheerful. But sometimes it's, like... It's a it's a project, and we just kind of have to roll with that if that comes up. And we get we get that sometimes where it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, I'm I know you got like this is the tenth project we've done. I know you guys are great. I, I need this thing tomorrow. Can you do it? I trust you. Just just you just know, full speed ahead, yeah. which is awesome. And we'll usually still kind of do a couple check-ins when they're like, y- yes, yes, I told you. <laughs> just full steam ahead. It's like okay, I just want to make sure you have a voice in this. Uh, so yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. How about like failures? Have you have you felt like there have been situations where a client wanted to over collaborate, or that their their direction was actually not helping the project, or or like another studio? Like yeah. you guys seem seems like you really want to collaborate. Have you ever kind of like rushed into a collaboration? And you're like, okay, I don't I don't like working with these guys, or you know the you weren't on the same page you weren't going in the same direction and it kind of backfired yeah I mean I think that we deal with yeah there's been client projects for sure that like you go into it and we and we always try new things like again like we try to read a situation be like okay cool I think this person is really going to want to be visual with this and we're going to try to be hands on and sometimes it doesn't work and it kind of backfires and we have to look at them and be like, okay, instead of just being like, screw this project, let's just bust it out and finish it, like, how do we backtrack and what things can we do to get it on the right track? And if that right track means less involvement uh, from the visual standpoint and we vocally say like, okay, I think that we've hit a roadblock because of X, Y, and Z, are you okay if we take this and take a little time and then come back to you? Or, hey, what if we went back and forth and we send you this file and you actually draw notes on top of it? Like, it's figuring out what it is if it starts to go bad. We try 
our absolute hardest, just as anyone does, but I feel like we've had really good success with not failing. We've had very good success because we try so hard during the project to make sure it doesn't fail. And of course there's times when it does, but I, it's, like, it's really hard for me to even think of those instances where I would say like, that project was a failure. It's like, there's definite times in the middle of a collaboration when it fails. And it's like, okay, well how do you stop, breathe, find a solution? And that's what I think our studio does differently with collaboration that it's not just it's not just a word that we use and throw around we really try to embrace it and embracing it means when it fails how do you find a new way of collaborating with within a team or with a client yeah i think there's a, a fluidity to it instead of looking at it like oh we're gonna we're gonna go all in and then something doesn't work and you're like okay well that's it i, I need to abandon this and we deal with it with our employees too because they'll get really upset, like, uh, like, oh, my idea just got demolished. And we don't like looking at it that way. It's like, well, now we have a new opportunity to do something better that's more in line with what they want instead of just focusing on the negative. And so I think that whole process is part of collaboration beyond just, okay, Josh and I are going to sit down and draw. Like, that's pretty surface-level collaboration. But it's like, can I get into his brain a little bit and understand what he wants and how we're going to do this? And that whole time you're... You're gauging how much information you need from them and how much you want to engage them and how much you don't want to engage them. Yeah, and like as bosses now and as like creative leads where we have other people that we're, we're directing to, to do something, you know, how we talk about the clients and how we bring back news like if something hasn't worked and how now do you collaborate with your employee to make sure that you they don't get hung up on the fact that something just got killed, right? That's like something that any designer, like it's the worst. It's the worst when you pour something into it and you're like, yes, and you send it and then it's just like, that didn't work, start over. That's like, it's such an awful feeling. So if we don't come back and figure out a way to spin failure, like that aspect <laughs> of it, if we don't figure out how to spin, spin it, it really to is. spin it so that we can say, okay, this didn't work. This is why they think it didn't work. Why didn't you think it worked? And, and how does that conversation turn into inspiring to lead to a, like new success for that project? I think that that is something that I had no idea how to or that thought that we would ever have to do that. And we do it constantly. We have to go back and I have to do it. Like yeah, I just, just got it. It just happened yeah. in the in the car as our way over, and I have to go back and figure out how to spin something, and make it so that instead of it being negative, and then being like, oh, of course they said that. It's like no. How do we take that failure and turn it into something really rad? Yeah. So one of the things that that I know, and I, I remembered uh, the first time I saw you guys speak. I think it was one of the We Make events or something like that. But you guys have you're both kind of badasses like you're good at what you do but you seem to approach projects intrapersonally with no ego which is which is kind of i mean and and i maybe you can talk a little bit about you know your personal process as you guys collaborate together on on a project yeah uh, well i think it stems back to when we started working together we started a clothing company in two, 2005 Five. and it was it was going to be all art based and all you know every piece was going to tell a story. And so we began as business partners and we, we weren't really friends. We just kind of knew of each other's work and we, we met at school and we said, hey, let's do something, turned into this thing. So when we would share ideas and start to work together, 
we just agreed like let's just be super honest and just let's just see what happens and like if i tell you let's make it blue let's talk about it but don't get bummed that i'm telling you to make it blue so it started then and we've refined that process up until now so when we sit down to work on an idea and i bring 10 sketches i've spent 10 hours on and maybe josh brings one and his is the best idea we we're so good at our process now that I, there's not i'm not upset about any of my time being wasted and if i can add a little bit of something i discovered into his idea but his idea is clearly the best thing to do, I know it's just gonna elevate everybody involved in the project. And so that's what we preach in the studio is, you know, high tide raises all boats. That if we focus on the uh, end product being the best, it, it doesn't matter if the UPS guy who walked in came up with the idea, just kind of spurted it out and left. Like, oh man, that's a great idea. Like, let's roll with that and let's keep saying yes and keep pushing it to be mm -hmm. kind of better. So, and, and it took us a long time to lock into that mode. And it takes people who come into our studio a bit of time to lock into that mode for someone to grab your mouse and be like, I, I see something and to try something and, and to just kind of let go. But once you do, it's just, it's so freeing. Yeah, I think once we, you know, it was really easy for one of the two of us uh, in the in the beginning to say that, but then to actually think it and follow through because you abandon yourself. Like I don't think about my personal portfolio of like what if I left Jolby? Like what's in my portfolio? Like a lot of people think that way. Like this is going to be I want this because it's going to be this represents me and I'm going to put it in my book. And if I ever leave, I want it to be something I could say like I did X Y and Z on this. And we just don't think that way. We think of it as a team and it's like, again, we are in a service industry. We are providing a service to this person to create this thing for them. What if we just focused on that? What if we really just tried to focus that way uh, and abandon your ego as much as humanly possible? Then you can just think about the project. And like Colby said, if he, if he comes over to my computer and and without saying anything, erases something that I'm drawing and draws a, a circle because that's what he sees, that could be success. And if he did, I'd be like, what? I wouldn't be like, what are you doing? I'm this is mine. Like it's not about that. It's about letting we're we're curating the type of people that we want in our office, and we appreciate and love their vision. So why not hear them out? And that's how we kind of look at it for cool. every aspect of what we do. Cool. How did this emerge as like a theme for you guys? I, I think it, start, it started in 2000. You mean like the whole collaborate thing? Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like you two have really owned it and this is this is well, a major theme I, I, for you. I feel like we're, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, right? When you meet someone that you can work so closely with and there's no ego, that's a really rare gem of a thing. And I think we both realized that pretty early on. Yeah, so and people always say, like, when we go and do talks, they're always like, you guys are so unique with that you can do this. I, I don't see how I could ever do this with anyone. But I don't, I don't but, know if it's... Well, we try to change people's perception of that. Yeah. But like, in workshops we do, because we show them a really simple example of, like, like we'll kind of lead them through something and turn around and be like, look, we just did what you said you couldn't do. Like, it's, it's all perception, kind of like the Portland bubble we were talking about. If we go into something with no ego, we come out with no ego. Um, but I, I think we've become champions of it because it's, I feel like we do it with our, with our clients. We do it with every aspect of what it is that we do that uh, it's just kind of become our thing. I think that also, well, for me, 
I think Colby thinks the same way. I don't think about this often, but if you had to think about like what it is that you're going to leave your mark by when you leave this earth or you move on to a different career, like we love the idea that we are trying to champion a process instead of just the product that we're making because the products can change and be whatever it is. Like what if we stopped doing client work and we just started making products? Or what if we stopped and just started making beer? Or we were bakers. Or bakers, like, whatever yeah. it is. What if we always had this, like, the mantra of collaborating and because we enjoyed it so much when it was the two of us and then we brought on employees and we did it with them and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is what makes us unique and fun and has a different voice because we're we're collaborating to, to do whatever it is that we're doing. And I think that's why we champion it so much and made it a part of our company and our like mission. I mean, if anything, like I said, like if we changed right now to anything, we would still want, if it was attached to Jolie and Friends, it would be rooted around collaboration. It'd be rooted around coming together and creating better instead of individuals that are creating in the same place but can go off on their own and take what they did with them. Right. And I, I love not having like you were talking about personal portfolio, I haven't had that thought in like 10 years. Yeah, we'd have been. Since we started working yeah, together. Like, like right. since we, even when we were at the agency we were at, like we knew like Endgame, we wanted to try to do Jolby full time. And when that opportunity came, it was like we didn't have like personal sites that we were um, still adding stuff to. We hadn't, I hadn't done that in years. Mm -hmm. Like we make jokes because like the first like five years that we were working together, we still his, had. His site was still, my site was still up, his site was still up, but they would redirect. But sometimes the But they wouldn't wooden. work. So yeah. sometimes you'd come across like something like on Google Images and it would go to Colby's site and be like, bro, really? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, are you gonna quit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice that that's not there, that we're building a library of work with other people. Like if you look on our site right now, a lot of that work I can't look at and say, Josh and I did all this stuff. Like, no, there's so many people involved now. And I appreciate the work more that some things I have nothing to do with, I'm more proud of than if I did 90% of the thing. Right. Yeah, our, like, involvement now is so much more about collaborative inspiration than just Colby and I doing something. It still has the voice, and that's what we're, we try to push and make sure. Um, but it's it's more about inspiring the process part of it it's like instead of that this person did all this on their own it's like well what if what if this guy came over and just like w was able to be honest because think of how many times you look over someone's shoulder or a project that's being presented by someone else in your team we always talk about this one because I've always found it so bizarre is you work at a company there's two teams pitching on an idea and one team is like that idea is awful and they don't say anything And I think that it's so weird that you work for a company for a client trying to do the best thing and you're not coming together to make the best thing together that you're you're trying to look out for yourself and your own ideas and I just we just don't like that. It's just, we, it's just weird. It's a weird right. way of thinking. And we just yeah. try to do the opposite of it. And it doesn't mean that the first idea is what sticks. We still challenge each other and an idea may fail and you have to come up with something new. But what if we, you can do it as a team instead of small groups or individuals? Yeah, that's interesting. The concept of competition versus collaboration or maybe 
I, I think there's something good about a competitive spirit, right? It's like I want to do better. I want to do better. I want to. I want to. I want to do better. But but I think the idea that I want to do better than that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is is sort of where it starts to get like I don't know. It's it, it, but you're compete this in the situation like, you're describing is you're competing for the best project, not the best, right? Not the best individual. Individual, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if, if if we have multiple people working on the same thing in our studio, a lot of those ideas cross pollinate, and then the winner gets chosen. Maybe it's Frankenstein a little bit, but no one's. No one's upset. Yeah, no one's like, like, oh, man, I wish my idea came through. (laughs) It's not about that. They see it as this is the best idea. This was the best way to go with this. And now the project can move forward and be what it needed to be. And I think that's something that, like what you're saying, I think that that doesn't come into a lot of people's brains is like they look at it and they get bummed and that's cool it's okay to be bummed because yeah it fuels you to do better and competition is good but if what if it could stop there and be like okay cool that was the best idea and everyone was on the same page that it was something that we'd be proud of and now let's move forward and make it rad yeah 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 no there, there's one of my favorite um writers a guy named dale basie who was at um, curiosity for a while that amazing writer written a series of children's books and, and we would have, you know, this agency, he was like idea factory. He always had these great ideas. And I remember uh, after, a, after a meeting, uh, like all of his ideas got shot down. And, and I wasn't sure exactly, you know, and they were good ideas. And, and we're, we're, we're walking out of the meeting and <laughs> I was like, so, uh, so I was like, Dale, is everything okay? And he's like, you know what? There's more where those came from. <laughs> it was like, yeah. like, what a great attitude. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, such an awesome so attitude. Great. And, yeah. and this is, uh, it's a little off topic, but um, I was reading a book by a guy named Tom Lennon, who's like a comedian and an actor. And him and his writing partner write a ton of screenplays for Hollywood. Uh, but they're like, uh, they also did like Reno 911 and those shows on Comedy Central. Nice. Uh, the State and stuff. But he, he writes about, if you want to get a movie made in Hollywood, you have to write 10, like start to finish 10 Oscar winning movies, one's going to get made. So if you get upset about those other nine that don't get picked, you're only making yourself miserable. Like why focus? Like, yeah, just keep going on to the next thing. The next thing you do if you're passionate about what you're doing will be better than the thing you did before, no matter how you feel about it in that moment. And I think once we lock into that mindset, it, it just frees up so much burden to just create. Yeah, 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 that's really cool. I, I want to um, shift gears just a little bit and talk about, so, so the first I knew of you guys, uh, we got a flyer, I think it was 2009, 2008? When, when did you start? It was I, at I, least 2010. It was 2010? I'm trying to, when, when you guys sent out the green oh. little booklets. Oh, like, yeah, like the zine. The went out to, one zine. That was 2010, yeah. I think. 2010? Yeah, yeah. I think so. The and one zine, it had just yeah. art in it? Yeah, so it, 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 it was like it was like, hey, we'd like to meet you guys. We'd oh, like to work yeah, with I remember you guys. that. We yeah. had, we no, had. Wasn't that the our little kit with the double sided yeah, pencil? Double sided oh, pencil. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like 2010 or 11, yeah. something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but at the time, I think you guys had a had a small studio, right? You, you it was just, just you two, two right? just the two of us and and an intern, right? And yeah. how many are you at now? Seven. Yeah. So so talk a little bit about that process, like going from we're we're a two man <laughs> shop. And I, I would no imagine idea. early on, like, like a lot, of, yeah, no, a lot of my friends who have who have gone through this process, it's really hard to get going. And it, it is, and you know, I think the hardest thing for us was 
there was a couple of steps along the way. But the hardest thing was, okay, we wanted, when we started, we just wanted to work together. We didn't ever think that we'd be bosses. We didn't ever think that we'd have a business, what it is now. We wanted to have a business. We didn't want to be two freelancers working together. We wanted to form Jolian friends and it'd be Colby and I and we're doing the work that we really wanted to do. That was what we wanted. Um, And we just got busier and we got to a point where we were turning away more work than we were doing because we didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know how to be creating and juggling and staying on top of things to to be proactive and it was just killing us and so uh our one of our employees now his name's steven he uh saw us speak at uh, creative mornings and he emailed me and was just like how do i become an and friend and we were like you are a friend <laughs> what do you mean he's, he's like, like no shut up hire me <laughs> how do how do i like how can we work together and so that it just kind of opened our eyes like, OK, well, maybe we need someone to help us organize this. And um, so he came in from the business side and, and really helped us bring some clarity what we were doing and help make it so that Colby and I could create. And he was looking for business and um, doing like project management. And then it. So you brought him on as a, a full time office manager. Yeah, or yeah. We called him manager. An, it, he did a lot, and he manager. still do, does a lot. But his role has changed. But he came on as like the business side. He, yeah, right? it, it, to talk to clients. But that was a hard. Cho- so every choice we've made, it's been so organic. And when we started the studio, we got we both same day got laid off from the agency that closed here. Stood up from the layoff meeting, went and started Jolby. We said, now's the time. That day, we made we a just website, <laughs> just like, boom, let's we, do this. We bootstrapped it because we had a portfolio. So we've, we're still in that. I mean, this is six years later. Six years later? Five, Five years. years later. We're still in survival mode from that still. Because when you start your own business, you're like, every single dollar is so scary to spend. So when we were going to hire someone to come in and help us, we were like, shit, how, do we, how can, we, can we afford to pay him? You know, taking off a greater monthly grim with the cost and we need to buy a desk and all this stuff so each time we make a leap like that it's always a really hard choice for us and we always stop we look at everything we look at all the numbers we look at what we can gain from it yeah and then we it's a gamble yeah so and yeah so we run on steven so yeah steven came on so now we have efficiency and now we're too efficient and now we're getting even more work and it was just like so i feel like it's all been a snowball of it's let these great things that we're adding to the team lead to more uh, opportunities. They lead to more difficult things also of the growing pains of being business owners that we didn't think that we'd ever have to do. So, you know, our employees, they don't have the luxury of having these two guys that have a lot of business sense that are coming into it and we're learning. So there's been a lots of ups and downs of trying things and it failing because we're learning how to be the business owners that we want to be and that is going to be proactive for uh, collaboration and for our our employees so it's a lot of those moments where you know colby and i do a lot of collaborating from the business side of things now too which just didn't really think that we'd ever have to do like and not in a bad way just in it is what it is like we thought that we would be collaborating as illustrators and designers and now we, we make decisions and um, collaborate on stuff that, yeah. But I think it's because we're all in on the process. It's like, 
yeah, let's get together this weekend. You know, be early. We'll get together. Let's work on this spreadsheet that we have to knock out for all the numbers this quarter. <laughs> it's like that's sometimes that just happens. Or like, hey, don't bug me for a couple hours. I need to do all this payroll stuff. Whereas five years ago, it was like, hey, we need to keep drawing this stuff and drawing this stuff. But now that we have other employees who are incredibly talented and can help share the workload, we can do more of the business stuff to help us continue yeah. to grow. Right. It is interesting where it seems you started with this relationship, right, where, where it's the two of you guys and you had you knew you had a good working relationship, kind of a business relationship, a collaboration relationship. Now it's it's creating a culture, right? It's like... Yeah, we have to create something that we just didn't really have an experience with ever having to do. So, you know, we look to our employees to to gauge what that means, but then also to ourselves to figure out what we really want and what that means to us. And it's cool. It's it's really interesting and inspiring and scary. Um, but, you know, that's that's where we are. And so I think, like Colby said, everything's been very organic. It's happened from the need to continue to grow to what we I think are moving towards like we just brought on a technology director because last year we started doing a ton more web work and we just see it as an op opportunity to uh, have development in the studio and be able to um, bring our things our projects to life in our studio and, and have control over that like, if you asked me five years ago if we would ever be designing websites, like, I would have said no, because it wasn't what we thought we'd have to do. So it, all this stuff is just happening organically, and we have to take it in and figure out what's right and make sure that that collaborative, uh, you know, mantra comes through the, all, the, the whole way, whatever we're doing. Cool. That's really cool. Very cool. I, I just want to add on to it. I think it's really cool, the idea that, like, you have this philosophy that works well between the two of you, and then you kind of turn that into uh, a business, and that's kind of the philosophy of the business. It expands beyond that to if you decided to, like, make beer or bread. I just think it's cool to, like, take that little thing, and then it can be greater than just a way of working. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, we were, we were writing our first, like, employee handbook over winter break and that was something that Colby and I we you know we were trying to figure out because we've evolved so much and everything is constantly changing it was like well what do we always want to remain that constant what is always going to be at its very core this is what Colby and Josh want to bring to Jolby and friends and it was that collaboration it was like it always came back to that and we didn't force it. It was like we tried all sorts of different things. We're like, well, what if we do this and, and go this direction? But everything just kept coming back to, well, it would need to be through collaboration. It was like, cool, there's our through line. That is has to run through everything that we do. We need to make sure that we're always going back and checking ourselves that this is part of who we are as a company. It sounds like, I mean, this, everything we're saying, like it, 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 it working in our studio, that's all after years of trial and error. Like, it sounds like a magical system. We could come to your studio and install this good vibe and <laughs> get out and you're fine. But it, we work at it every single day with every person in the studio, even each other. We'll hit roadblocks and we'll sit down with each other and say, hey man, this really didn't go well. 
you know, can we work on this? Like, it, and we do that with everyone in the studio. We sit them down and go over things that are working, things that aren't working, and then we ask them, what are we doing that you want us to get better at? Because having that conversation, it can't be one-sided. Like, people come over to artists and go, I see something, Can I give me the mouse, or let me erase, let me try something. If we didn't let them also do it to push us to be better bosses and better makers and better directors, then you know, it just wouldn't work and, and, you know, it's all just taken time. Yeah, I think overarchingly what allows that stuff to happen is Colby and I, we try to look at our working relationship and then broaden that to the team as a relationship. How would you talk to your spouse? Would you not listen to an idea? Would you just shut them off completely? <laughs> like you uh-huh. wouldn't. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. no yeah, we'll all sit here and say, yeah. So why can't you do that with your coworkers? Like that's how we try to think, and it works so well when it was just Colby and I. And when Stephen came on, he embraced it too. And it was hard. It's really hard to constantly be challenged. We challenge each other because that's what you would do with your spouse. That's what you would do with your family members, your friends where you feel comfortable, why not do that in a work setting? And if everyone is on board with that and understands it and knows that it's a challenge and that there'll be ups and downs and to hear things that you may not want to hear, but that leads to being able to do the come over to your desk and draw on top of something or be able to say something freely in a critique and know that your voice is going to be heard and not like, of course he says that. And gets brushed off or someone gets bitter or mad about something. It's because we converse, make sure that our voices are heard, that, that or that everyone's voice is heard, not just ours. That's a big thing, like Colby said, is like, we want to make sure that anyone can come to us, whether client or uh, an employee, and be vocal about how they feel about something. Cool. I, I've... Um Quick questions, actually. So you guys mentioned a zine that you made. Yeah. I didn't actually see the zine, but um, I grew up skateboarding as well, so I was, like, really into the zine culture. Cool. Was yeah. that a part of... Not did you ever make zines back in the day? Or? No, we... I th- so that was 2008, that was I think. And I think I'm, I made a personal zine, and then we made one together. Um, but I think it was just designers were starting to do it, and we're like, oh, let's okay. just do one. Yeah, I don't think it really tied into to skateboarding too much. Um, but yeah, that Zoom, Zoom yeah, was fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do another one. They've kind of turned, like, that passion kind of turned into children's books. We do some of those every other year or so. So uh, we've done two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that passion just kind of goes there now. Very cool. Yeah. What happened to the T-shirt company? It did It did well. We had an investor, investors. Yeah, investors, yeah. It was about to, we had a, yeah, we were getting it, like, all over the, the world that we had distribution that was going to go out. And we were just creating too much. We both had full-time jobs, and it was another full-time job just that we weren't us. being paid for. And it was... I was just getting married and Colby was in a relationship. We were seeing our lives like being thrown at. We loved it. Like it, it, you know, what Jolby is now came from that clothing company. 100%. If we had never done that and thrown ourselves to see like if we could create under this pressure, like I don't think that we would be here together. So it, it, you know, what came from it is great, but it just, it was just a, very hard experience of having a full-time job trying to have a life and then this other full-time job that we were doing at night 
and it was just you look at it it was like okay we either quit our jobs now and take a hit and try to do this clothing company full-time or we step away and so we just were both on the same page and we were like well let's just be done we can't do anymore. The name of it? Is Substratum it? Apparel. Okay. You yeah. can look it up. There's still, I think there's stuff on it. It's cool. Like yeah. we did like a hundred and something designs for it. Wow. We did so much and stuff. Each piece had a backstory. Like that's yeah. the only reason why we would do any of it is if there was like a like a lore behind something. Because then otherwise, we didn't really care about making anything. And that's kind of how we look at stuff now. It's like it needs to fulfill a need for someone or something. We don't just want to make. Oh, I just do this cool thing. Like that's fine for your sketchbook, but let's put a story behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and try to drive a greater message. Very cool. That's super cool. Um, when I talked to you guys, like maybe 2010, 2011, uh, we had lunch when Explain was in the old building in mm-hmm. the Pearl, mm-hmm. and um, you were working on an art show where I think you had like 50 pieces that you had to have done. Like mm-hmm. in a, you, you put it like a time limit on it because obviously the show's got to go up yeah, yeah. and you had a ton of work to do. Do you still do that kind of thing? And, and maybe just talk a little bit about like, is there a different psyche when you're doing personal projects as opposed to client projects or do you still collaborate the same way? Still uh, collaborate the same way, but we we play a client role in it so we can we make constraints the timeline we create or like budgetary things like we did um the monsters under bridges book and we said okay we're gonna stop working for a month which means that we have to okay if we're only making this amount of money that means that we can only work on it for a month so what does that mean for the design style? And then how do we create this thing? So if we only have a month to do, how, how many pages was it? It was 20, 36. 36 page yeah. book, and there's four illustrations on each page. What is that style, and can we do it within that month time frame? Um, so those kinds of things come up when we're doing it. I think the collaboration style stays similar. Um, yeah, and we still do, we're doing our first art show as a team, so we're nice. bringing our team involved, and we got which asked. is completely new for us. We have, yeah. we have no idea how it's going to go because <laughs> it's different. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. like these are a lot looser concepts that we're coming up with. You know, like for that show that you're talking about, shapes and smiles, it was about Colby, uh, good vibes and memories from Colby Nye's past. So it was super fun. It was probably the most fun that I've had uh, collaborating with Colby because. There was one piece in particular. Uh, my mom had passed away the couple years prior, and um, I wanted to do like a portrait of her. But I asked Colby to do a portrait of her, so I described her and gave him a photo, and she and he like did the sketches for that, and that was so cool and interesting. Where this new show, it's going to be different because it's like we have to do this as a team now, and how does the the weigh in work and and um, where before it was just him and I and we can do that stuff and have those intimate moments where this time it may be different yeah. but yeah, yeah Upper Playground in Portland asked us to do a show yeah. and so we are gonna do it as as a team which is it's really exciting for to, to us that's like really top tier because we we've you know they represent. Uh, such a great community of illustration and artists. And oh yeah, yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, it's incredible. When is that show? 
December. Yeah, December, December through the end of January. Yeah, December. And we haven't announced to January it either. Yeah. 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 Can, can we put it on the podcast? We yeah. can yeah. edit it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All seven of us are going to work on it. That's um, fantastic. So yeah, if it'll be ready by then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might take that long. I know. Actually, we just yeah. came up with the loose like theme of what it's gonna start as, and it's taken us a couple months to get that. Yeah. So yeah, it'll mm-hmm. it'll be good. We're we're really excited. It's it's gonna be very different um, than client work because it's the the collaboration style will be the same. But again, we haven't done like art work with that. right employees yeah right no yeah. that's that's, that's cool. really cool that's super cool well that's actually a pretty good lead into um we try to everyone we we interview we want to ask them we we're calling it picks we got to come up with a better name for it but you're just, the second i mean right. we're talking like we've done this a lot well okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true you're, you're you're but but the idea is um restaurants like like are there places that you guys can recommend oh, like like you're about, op- you're about to open yeah this uh, is yeah. a very long conversation <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could be restaurants right. apps TV shows, oh, okay. like oh, any, right, anything right, right. that you're like that you. This is something you guys should discover or, or that you're really excited about. Right. Well, I'll do restaurants because it's my passion. I've been to 407 restaurants in Portland. Yeah, it's a spreadsheet. Wow. It's like an obsession of mine. Whoa. I love food a He's lot. He's only been here for five years. Five years. <laughs> Do the math. Seven. <laughs> it's a lot, and yeah. a lot of the that's not that's not counting repeats either. So I don't even want to talk about <laughs> too much money. Um, Spreadsheet. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've been to. Yeah, I started thinking about like I wonder how many Thai restaurants I've been to. I was like, wait a minute, and then I just went through every neighborhood in Portland. I was like, oh my god, I've been to way too many restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I just found a new resource for. Oh yeah, just I love it, and I love. I've been yeah. trying to figure out how to create an app that is uh, like a, it helps with like list, easy list generation. So if you email me and you're like, hey, I have a friend coming to town and he's allergic to X, Y, and Z. Do you have recommendations? Yeah, and I could just give this and give you a list really easily. Like that's a, I would love to have something. I haven't found anything. And if anyone is listening and has that, please email me because I want it now. Because <laughs> I don't have anything for you it. You might have one. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I love helping people uh, curate their weekends or just their eating experience of uh, this incredible city because I've been to a lot and I can help recommend the right places because not everything like where my wife and I go on a Thursday night, I'm not going to recommend to you to take your family there on a weekend night. And so, uh, a lot of people are just like go to, go to Tasty and Alder, and they just say that, and it's like, well, when are you telling them to go? Because there's better times to go, and that kind of thing. So I love that like curation of mm-hmm. of experience. That's like because that's for me. Like I get my my happiest times are while I'm eating. So uh, <laughs> if you've never been to Haviel, you should go to H A V L on Sundays for their turmeric soup. It's incredible. You go for breakfast. It sells out really fast. It's delicious. If you never had it, you should have it. I'll say that one. There's too many. I'm not going to list them all. There's <laughs> too many places. That's, that's awesome. That's a great pick. Breakfast soup. It's an amazing way to start the day. It's, it's, it's savory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it fills your belly up. You're ready to go. It gives you energy. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> um, could be anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, can I do one more? Yeah, yes. of course. The Sunrise app. If no one uses the Sunrise oh, app, yeah. you should use it. It's the greatest. It's the best calendar app of all. Yeah, time. we run on Sunrise and Gmail and uh, Slack and Slack. Asana. 
in a sauna. A sauna, sauna is I like holy a sauna. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, Love so it. Um, pick for me. So I'm a really big gamer. That's like my wind down at the end of the day. And I just got a PS4, uh, and I've been playing a game called Destiny, and I'm really, really deep into that now. Um, it's a game that came out like six to eight months ago, but they just they keep releasing DLC for it. But it's just a really, it's a game rich with lore. It's social. You can play online with friends. It's a first-person shooter. You're just kind of a space marine kind of killing aliens and stuff. It's a lot deeper than that. That's no. not just top, top of it. It's so easy to get lost in those, though. It's fun. It's yeah. awesome, but I, I've never really gamed socially. Like, I'll hop on, and you'll just you'll meet people because you have to do something together collaboratively. I did not try to get that back to that, but it did. <laughs> well, you really need to work together. And there's actually two modes in... Just really quick, in, in social gaming, there's PvE, player versus enemy, and PvP, player versus player. And I hate player versus player because it's so competitive, and there's nothing collaborative about it. But I love PvE because you get together with someone, and you, you have to work together to accomplish a goal. And, and uh, yeah, that's how I unwind at night. That's amazing. Way to yeah, tie that back. Yeah. Way to tie it back. It was back. not planned, <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Colby Nichols and Josh Kenyon are the co-founders of Jolby and Friends. Uh, their studio has been in Portland for about five years. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, and they have a show coming up this December at uh, Upper Playground. All right, in Portland. Um, thank you so much for coming in, you guys. This has been awesome. This right. is exactly the kind of content that we've been hoping to get for for this podcast. Cool. I think it's going to be very, you know, that. The, um, People get a lot out of it, so cool. so we appreciate your time. And thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. This podcast is made possible by Explain. They are a design consultancy that harnesses the power of design to cultivate a better world. Mm, I like that. That was good. <laughs> um, stay tuned. We're going to have these monthly. Uh, if you know of people who you think would be an interesting interview please let us know. You can contact us using uh, the link hello. Uh, it's not a link. It's an email. Hello at designclotch.com, K-L-A-T-C-H. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave five stars. Give us good feedback. Uh, we really want to keep doing this and make it bigger and better. Uh, so, so we'd appreciate any feedback you have around that as well. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. That's it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.